Welcome to The Middle Note, a podcast about cancel culture in music. I'm your host and producer, Sierra Hebson. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Middle Note. I'm your host, Sierra Hebson. Uh, Today, I am going to talk about my favorite band ever, The Killers. Brought to you by way of fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, The Killers entered the indie rock scene in 2004 with their first single, Somebody Told Me. Shortly after, they stole the hearts of many with their unrequited love ballad, Mr. Brightside, which remains their most popular song to this day. Since then, they have released seven studio albums and have toured the globe many times in the last 20 years. As an angsty teenager, I was trying to find my identity in the music I was listening to, and when I first heard their album Hot Fuss, I knew I was a forever fan. With their striking synth and a storm of guitar, bass, and drums, I would spend hours in my room singing and dancing to that entire album. And that was the first of many, many moments that the Killers have scored in my life. Their song Miss Atomic Bomb was on repeat the first time a woman revealed to me that she had feelings for me, and I realized that I felt the same way about her. I performed my first and only burlesque performance to their song The Man, and I wanted to be their lead singer, Brandon Flowers. This past summer, I was a backup vocalist for a cover band of The Killers, where we sang their songs Interlude, When You Were Young, Somebody Told Me, and All These Things That I've Done. But the biggest moment I've experienced alongside The Killers was on my wedding day when I walked down the aisle to their song Dustland Fairy Tale. I wanted everyone to hear them sing, Saw Cinderella in a party dress when I made my first appearance as a bride. I even used their song lyrics as part of my vows to my husband. I promise that I don't shine if you don't shine, which I read from their song, Read My Mind. I'm not just obsessed with this band, y'all. They are my musical soulmates. (laughs) They're going to be my lifelong friend. And I even plan to play all these things that I have done at my end of life celebration where I will showcase all the things that I have done in my life that I'm proud of. So you're probably wondering, okay, Sierra, if this is your favorite band, why are you talking about them on a podcast about cancel culture? Well, let me get right into the story. At every live performance, the killers invite a fan to drum for their song for reasons unknown. And on August 15th, 2023, when performing in the country of Georgia, an audience member was invited on stage to play. Brandon Flowers asked the audience, we don't know the etiquette of this land, but this guy's a Russian. You okay with a Russian coming up here? Um, I'm going to go ahead and play the audio clips from a couple of videos that I found um, uploaded by concert goers, courtesy of NBC, and um, you can hear how that went. This guy's a Russian. Are you okay with a Russian coming out here? Borders of our 
Yeah, definitely didn't seem to go over very well. Um, As you heard, many of the concert goers were booing, and um, a lot of fans even got up and left in protest of what Brandon Flowers had said to the audience. In fact, the band walked off the stage without saying goodnight to the audience. So I would like to share with you what I have learned about the relationship between Russia and Georgia and why this was such a problem. Despite gaining its independence from Russia in the fall of the Soviet Union in 1991, Russia invaded Georgia in 2008, and they occupied 20% of Georgia in the present. The day after the concert, the killers posted an apology on their social media, which read, Good people of Georgia, it was never our intention to offend anyone. We have a long-standing tradition of inviting people to play drums, and it seemed from the stage that the initial response from the crowd indicated that they were okay with tonight's audience participation member coming on stage with us. We recognize that a comment meant to suggest that all of the killer's audience and fans are brothers and sisters could be misconstrued. We did not mean to upset anyone, and we apologize. We stand with you, and we hope to return soon. The Killers So I'd like to read some of the comments to you in response. The first one reads, Let's be honest. You have no cultural sensitivity and you are not in touch with modern history. Music does not unite and change the level of hatred Russia has towards a country to occupy it. Your comment that everyone is brothers and sisters is completely irrelevant. Brothers and sisters do not kill each other. Learn cultural sensitivity. Ignorance equals guilty. Another comment reads, You did not have to apologize for this, brother. Another reads, Canadian-Ukrainian here. I attended your gig in Montreal last year. Love your music since 2004. Hope you understand why there was such a reaction from the people of Georgia. Would be easier to understand if you imagined that instead of Georgia in 2023, you are giving a concert in London during World War II, How would have the crowd perceived a notion of being brotherly with Germans at that time? This was the wrong time and place for that. Another comment read, You guys shouldn't apologize for trying to unite people with your music despite their differences. If Georgians or any other country feel offended by the peace, that's their problem, not yours. Another one reads, You knew exactly what you were doing. No one has brotherly feelings towards someone who has 20% of the country under military occupation and killed someone dear to you. And this last one, which personally is my favorite, is music, greater sign, politics. Now, when I first heard about this, my thoughts were that I stand by Brandon Flowers and what he said, and that I think that music is one of those things that should unite people and not divide them. I also feel like if there's anyone who has at least one arm and can play the drums, they should be allowed to play the drums on stage. 
But after having some conversations about this with people I trust, I decided to look a little further into why this is a problem. One example of what this is like that I found was I saw a story about a man whose goat wandered off into the region of Georgia that Russia occupies. The man went to retrieve his goat and he was arrested by Russian police where they dragged him 10 meters. If I could paint a picture for you, it would be of my brain sitting on a fence just rocking back and forth, not really knowing what to think. I do feel, however, that Brandon Flowers could have handled the situation better. Uh, If you look at the videos, you can tell that the crowd giving him the finger really upset him. And I can't say I wouldn't do the same if I was in that situation. However, I feel like when you are being professional, it's usually easier to keep your cool because that's your job. Um, Maybe not so much for musicians. I don't know. I personally don't like that he was referring to himself and the drummer and everyone as brother and sister. Um, But Flowers is a devout member of the LDS church, so I can't imagine having a Christian influence in your life would lead someone to referring to others as their brothers and sisters. I think he could have handled it a little bit better by, one, not asking the drummer where he was from and just bringing him on stage and introducing him, and two, if he was going to pull the brother card, uh, maybe he should have said humans. Um, Are we not all humans? Uh, He could have even said, are we human? And went right into his song, Human, which I'm kidding, by the way, if you're a Killers fan, I hope you get that reference. But I also think that being under those lights and the crowd just being in darkness and Brandon being in his 40s, maybe his vision wasn't the greatest. I mean, maybe he couldn't see who he was talking to. Um, I've been under stage lights and I can't entirely make out the faces of the people in the audience. So um, I don't know if this is really stupid to say, but um, I don't know if he could tell whether he was talking to someone from Georgia or talking to someone from Russia. I think one thing that could have helped the situation was the apology that the killers gave. I feel like you can tell that it was written by a PR team. And I think that by acknowledging that his team could have done a better job at researching the country and learning more about the culture, uh, I think it would have made for a better apology. So my brain, of course, is switching to the other side of the fence. And, um, I'm just going to say, who's to say that this kid that was brought up on stage is, is a supporter of Russia invading Georgia or that he even supports Putin? I, I myself haven't supported all the leaders that have been in power in my country, even in my own state. But I digress. Um, I can't help but feel for this kid, right? Because all he wanted to do was play the drums for his favorite band at a concert, And I can't imagine the disappointment from the rejection of the crowd and the lead singer trying to stick up for him in a way that, well, didn't really work out. I think that there are many sides to this story, and I can't tell anyone how to feel about it, especially the people who are in Georgia or the people who are Russians in Georgia. I can barely figure out how to feel about this situation myself, and the cognitive dissonance is strong in this story. But I don't think that that's really a bad thing. I think it's okay to have uncertainty. And I think it's okay to 
not always make up your mind about something. And I also think it's okay to not feel like I'm right. Damn it, I'm right. Um, that's kind of the whole point of this podcast is just exploring the nuance of cancel culture and music. Because music is universal. It's a spiritual thing for many of us. And for me especially, the killers have created many spiritual moments for my life. Um, they're still my favorite band, and I trust that when they do another world tour, they will prepare themselves by learning more about the culture and the countries that they perform in. And my hope is that every show that they perform from now on, that the audience is given a break from whatever conflict they're experiencing in life, whether it be an individual conflict or a conflict as a country. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Middle Note. Be sure to like and follow The Middle Note wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you would like to be a guest on The Middle Note, please follow the link in the description above. I'm Sierra Hebson, your host and producer. Music is composed by NoFX. Thank you again and stay musical. <laughs>